We're live from the middle of a cornfield to bring you the latest in market news. Welcome to the Roots Report. My name is Patrick. I'm Major. And I'm Tim. What are we going to talk about today, Patrick? Oh, you can't be both Tim and Patrick. Where's Patrick? Well, he's gone for the day. What? Dad's gone. You're telling me he's gone? He's gone. Lost in the corn maze. So, I guess that means it's just you and me today, Tim. It is. Yeah. What do you want to talk about today, Major? Uh, nothing Patrick wanted to talk about. That's for damn sure. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about two stocks that made me go a 1,000% plus last week. Uh, and that's ah. DWAC and Funware, buddy. Uh, digital... Jeez, uh, you made me... Uh, a shit ton of money, you think I remember your name. Digital World Acquisition Corp, <laughs> DWAC, uh, and then Funware, P-H-U-N. Uh, so that's Did, that's really, you know, that's the only thing on my mind. Day trades for both of those? Uh, swing trades, actually, because... Oh, yeah. okay. Well, what happens is when you have this much experience in the market, he says facetiously, uh, you understand the difference between... Uh, single day runner news after hour runner news and a multi-day runner news and i'll tell you when the king of pump is attached to a ticker is that the orange man that's uh the former president yes that is correct so president former president donald trump uh was spectacularly kicked off of twitter and facebook uh definitely the the biggest name the largest name to every ban from any kind of social media site right the uh, the president of the united states at the time and he, he was still the president of the united states whenever he was kicked off that is like that's that's correct the, the literal le- leader of the free world yep. got kicked off of twitter yeah for wow. for violating terms of agreement Uh, Which is crazy. And I would say, like, you know, great for democracy, but terrible for democracy. I don't know. It's I'm not a legal scholar. I don't know anything I'm talking about. Right. Uh, I was laws are tough. I was you have to make rules and people aren't going to like them. And yeah. Yeah. Right. I was I was taught very poorly. uh, Thanks to our 30 years of educational budget cuts that, you know, the First Amendment gives you the right to freedom of speech. However, there are limitations, like you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. Um, However, my history teacher was barely educated, so she barely educated me, and I don't know anything besides that that one example. So I'm not sure. But when you have some kind of message to get out, and you really want it to get out, and you have no platform to do it on, sometimes you just gotta roll up your sleeves and do it yourself. Or... Um, merge with a special acquisition group and let them do it for you. So that's exactly what Donald Trump's doing with this new SPAC, uh, DWAC, Digital World Acquisition Corp. And uh, one thing to note for sure is the guy in charge of this SPAC also has three other SPACs, which we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later. Very interesting stuff. So maybe they'll be, mm. you know, because this is a multifaceted uh, venture by the former president. Yeah. There's not just a a social media platform, but there's also uh, an app and there's an NFT aspect that they're trying to explore. So hmm. interesting. Yeah, there's probably a lot of Kodak money to be made in the market in the next couple of weeks. Hmm. Yeah. Now, did you watch this talk um, on Thursday and Friday? No, I was at work, but uh, I did like 
hear about it through the uh, the Discord for sure. So I was like keeping an eye on it just to like watch it, but I wasn't gonna trade it because like you know these things they can literally fall back down to earth in like in seconds, five minutes, right? No, I, so seconds. Like, yeah. I've I've seen and and and, and the uh, leaving bounds in a single candle, right? Uh, yeah, just yeah. going straight up and then straight back down like Superman. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I got in D Wack at twelve dollars, and I got into fun at one sixty. I think. Wow. Uh, yeah. I have, nice. to, I have to check the Discord to to see when I was calling it out, but yeah, eleven ninety five for D Wack. I do remember the average cost. And uh, fun. I got in the one sixty dollar range, so that was fun. Nice. Right. Riding you know D Wack up. Uh, could not sell in between the holts, but I was able to finally get it out. Not the 175 and the 130 range, somewhere like 134, I think. So that was great. Wow, nice. Yeah, yeah, fun. Not so much. I got in after the. I was able to sell after the holts around the 14. Uh, so still phenomenal gains. Really <clears throat> big shout out to the Discord there, um, which is you know yeah, free if good. you guys want to join and talk. Uh, we do have a premium version if you want. Like, that was Joe calling that out. Uh, that was. Me initially with the news, and then I okay, think I think nice. Joe might provide some technical analysis on it because Fun has ran before. Uh, yeah, yeah. With its with its uh, what do you call it? relationship with Donald Trump and his campaign in 2016 when he was initially running for president. His first run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah prob- probably not his last. Uh, now, was he an investor in the company beforehand, or like what? What was his? Why did it jump whenever he ran for election? Like how, how was it? Uh, uh, so that's the company that he used for his app during his run when he was campaigning. Okay. Yeah. I see. I see. So massive influx of like users, let's say, or oh, just just product recognition and brand recognition, right? Uh, I mean, remember? Do you remember the Trump coin? Do you remember trading the Trump coin on election night? It was between yes, uh, zero and a penny. Or whatever. We're, and we're between zero and one dollar. Oh, one dollar. That's it. And if he won the election via dollar, yeah, that was from the trade were, all night. Were we actually doing that in the Discord? Yeah. Was I with you for that? Yeah, 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 yeah. You were the one who told me about <laughs> it. I think. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, that was that was great. A lot of fun trading yeah. uh, opportunities. You know, uh, I mean, we talked about Tiger Coin on here, but yeah, that's just fun to talk about. What's fun is is really making money. Especially with you, you've been killing it on crypto lately. Very, no, I'm, gonna yeah, say, I'm not going to say jealous of the returns because you call them out, right? If if I wanted to, I, I could just I could just follow along. Yo, I literally call out every single thing I freaking do. Just, I'll be like sitting on the toilet at work, checking my crypto, and be like, hmm, yeah, now now's the good time to sell. Or now's like, the good time. I, I should have probably sold like an hour ago, but like eh, I'm going to get out, and I like go to the Discord and say that I did that. No, like, it's fantastic. Uh, I'm, I'm so honest behind it. And Ferocity, oh, all-time highs right now. I'm, like, looking at it right now, pushing all-time highs. No, you nice. just uh, you, you put out a ticker and, and a great, like, call-out in the Discord, and then here's my sad life. I'll look at the call-out. I'll get a Coinbase, and I'll see that the the altcoin's <laughs> not being traded on Coinbase, and then I'll just cry and tell myself I need to download KuCoin. And then I'll go back <laughs> to trading SPY options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I don't know been doing pretty good with the spy options lately i've kind of been watching you talk about it a bit there but yeah it's uh an interesting market to say the least for and sure i mean spy had a phenomenal week uh week right not only did it hit all-time highs but it closed at all-time highs as well uh which yeah. which is the difference right the the closing all-time high versus the intraday all-time high because yeah. you know spy will fluctuate i've seen it fluctuate seven to eight dollars uh 
you know, intraday to, to push the all time high and then it drops back down below. Exactly. The, but it only is usually only closes a dollar two, three dollars for the most. But there's usually, yeah. you know, a five plus dollar swing throughout the day. That's why you got to buy those dips. Got to got to mm-hmm. trade the RSI. This just seems to be one of the easier things to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Daily RSI is like a godsend. Once you know to look at that, it's just like, hmm, yeah, today's the buy day. Yeah, if you want to you wanna throw in some, some Bollinger Bands, some B Bands for some extra risk mitigation, right? You want to stack up some indicators, some buying indicators, then throw on a B Band on top of that. But RSI, it's beautiful. Yeah. Now, it's worthless when it comes to stocks like uh, DWAC or PHUN on Thursday. Yeah, because it's abnormal volume concentrated in the past two days. Right, absolutely. Just yeah. because the RSI is 80 or 90 doesn't mean you should sell it when it's it's going from 60 to 70 to 80 and 90. And like one of the reasons I was like... To 150. To 150 to 175 and then back down to 69. Yeah. I think 69 mm-hmm. was the support level. And I was like, you... You apes. I love you guys. You retailers. You retail apes. You monsters. But I love it. Hey, uh, I, that's why I'm doing the, the challenge for uh, uh, our our Discord there. Whenever Bitcoin reaches $69,420.69, whoever gets the screenshot gets free premium. Now, that's, that's what the reward's going to be. What if I told you I've asked an entire separate Discord to get me that screenshot so I can win that competition? <laughs> You're gonna get free premium, man. I want it so <laughs> and a, bad. And, and a star. I just want that. I, I want. I want that screenshot so I can turn into an NFT, right? Yeah, so that would be a good idea. Bitcoin actually. at sixty nine thousand four hundred twenty dollars and sixty nine cents. Like you need a trade confirmation. With I would just That's sell that NFT. I would make turn into an NFT. I don't know if I have to go to like uh, one of Nivavalier. I don't know. Insert some some nerd references uh, i don't know if, i don't know if i need to get uh Hephaestus to turn that into an nft for me but I, I would turn that into an nft and then i would sell to elon musk yeah he would for sure buy that or i would i would trade him a a cyber a truck. tesla for it yeah <laughs> give me a cyber truck whenever they come out i want the first one thanks no i want the 69th one <laughs> that'd be my deal with elon <laughs> musk elon if you're listening what's up bro you were great on rick and morty <laughs> Uh, Elon Tusk for life, but um, we'll we'll make this trade happen. Hit me <laughs> up. Follow us on Twitter, dear lord. That'd be amazing. Yeah. What would happen to our Twitter account if Elon Musk followed it? Oh, I don't know. I would like to see what would happen. What would what would happen to all of our followers if they just followed our Twitter account? They would they would get great pics like BBIG. I'm kidding. I'm gonna stop shilling now. Uh, I do want to stop gushing about Digital World Acquisition Corbin and talk a little bit more about. Why I'm bullish on it, why I'm bearish on it, what my thoughts are for it for the future. Because right. Trump is like the ultimate pumper, right? Like, politics aside, it's a fact that, like, five years later, he's still talking about the size of his inauguration at his rallies, mm-hmm. right? And in 2021, he's still talking about how big his inauguration was. So, if it was large, it was large, right? It might not have been. Full to the brim. It might or might not have been raining, depending on who you're talking to. I'm not talking about facts bigger than or, his hands. or air quote facts. <laughs> <laughs> but my main point is he doesn't shut up. He doesn't stop talking about things, right? Uh, if five years later, he's still talking about his inauguration. Imagine if he made his own social media site. Like if he would, he would pull a Kanye during every rally and he would refuse to keep going until everyone downloaded uh, and registered for his new app, right? Like, yeah, he would talk yeah. about it. every time he's on the news, he would talk about like, 
he like the greatest pumper of all time would be pumping his stock 24/7 and I just don't see how that's not like a winning strategy. I guess it really really depends on your buy-in and your entry, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz it's easy to say like this is a winner when you buy in at $12, but should you buy in at 90 or 100? I'm not sure about that. I mean, it's a spec, right? Like we've yeah. all seen the good side of specs, we've all seen the bad side of specs. But most importantly, and, and we what, know the and what's of the part price? <laughs> right, exactly. Right? Like we all saw what happened to CCIV Churchill, right? With with uh their nav and their though, pipeline, though. right? It went from sixty two dollars yeah. down to twenty down to thirty or twenty bucks in a, a matter of days. So that's why I'm oh. super nervous holding long term with DWAC. But after that happens, I'd probably buy back in again because he's just going to keep pumping it. And it's a SPAC play. It's a merger, right? So there's going to be ebbs and flows like all SPACs are. You just got to buy yeah. low and sell high, right? Even if you're in love with the company, if you hate the company, if you love the person, you hate the person, right? None of that matters, right? Take your emotions out the door. You're here to trade. You're here to make money. Mm-hmm. So you just need to, you know, trade on. It doesn't the matter that Trump's doing it, but like because Trump's doing it, there's opportunity. Right. Like I'm just, you know, overall... I'm very bullish on like social media uh, public companies, right? I've been super big into Vinco Ventures, which is now called Zash, right? With their uh, Lamotive acquisition, trying to be the TikTok in India uh, and yep. Canada, right? I've been talking about that forever. So I'm just like, you know, super, super bullish on super, uh, on social media. I haven't heard about it here. Like TikTok is very widespread and like in and around me in Ontario, at least. Yeah, no, and uh, I would... I wouldn't expect for what it seems like the the target area or the tar- target age that they're looking for, like that 16, that 12 to 18 age or whatever. I wouldn't expect yeah. you to have like much interaction with them. Right. No, like uh, no, we were talking true. about like they acquired the illusionist, the rights to the illusionist. And you've never heard that show before, but apparently it's like the number one kids show in Canada. Oh, so I think. Mm. Yeah. So I think okay. it's just like a different like demographic or whatever. Like Best Fiends, yeah. you know, uh, Best Fiends, mm-hmm. if you guys ever want to sponsor us, go for it. But like, I've never met a person who plays Best Fiends, but you know, apparently they got to be doing pretty well. They get that podcast avenue money or uh, ad revenue money. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Mm. Yeah. It's so, kind of crazy. So and I want to be I, bullish on this, but Trump has done the impossible. He's gone bankrupt on a casino. The house always <laughs> wins. Like just if you're pro Trump against like against Trump, it doesn't matter. Like just it's jaw dropping that you can fail at a casino. And then you look yeah. at Parler, which was another conservative social media attempt. And I don't even know how I, I don't know how that ended, but it didn't end well. How, how do you fail at a casino? Um, Did he just not have enough people coming in to turn the amount of money he needed? I think like, there's the issue there? probably a wonderful documentary. Uh, I know, I watched the documentary, I don't remember the details, but it happened. I think it happened twice, right? Maybe it was just location, yeah. location, location. It being in... Uh, he got location wrong twice. That's why they say it three times. Yeah, that's right. Oh. Yeah, because, you know, nothing, nothing, no casinos ever, like, are successful in Atlantic City, he says sarcastically. Yeah. Uh, but not only has Parler failed... But Trump has already had uh, a venture, a soiree, if you want to, into social media with his blog, and his blog failed. Now, it's a blog, not a social media platform, right? There's a reason why Twitter is more popular than Tumblr, but it's still not a good track record. So I'm not putting this in my IRA, but I will day trade the hell out of it for sure. Oh, yeah. Like... It's 
definitely something to day trade or swing trade, but like buying long on it, unless you ever see it go da- back down below like $10, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you'll and then, have a lot of know, uh, e- LL, uh, a lot of lucid talk, LCID, right? Like, oh, I'm not buying it at 30, but if it drops below 20, I'll buy it again, kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. Which I think is a good call, right? It's all about the entry price. It's all about the entry price, but then like you're basically just waiting for the same thing to happen again, where it spikes up to a thousand dollars. Yeah, which a hundred thousand percent. Which it, yeah, you know, yeah. who knows, right? Maybe on Monday, all, all the boomers will have done their research over the weekend and called their brokers and placed all of their buy limit orders or, or their market orders on on open. <laughs> and we see a, a massive spike on Monday. I wouldn't be surprised. In fact, I'm betting on it. Right, I think Monday really? is going to be a fantastic day trade. Uh, yeah, the uh, what is that? The twenty fifth. You think Green Monday morning? I think Green Monday. Yeah, uh, hmm. at least pre market. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I'll take a peek before I step into work. Yeah, DWAC. Now, not fun. So the other big one was Funware, P H U N, and that's because that's the the, the public company that handled Trump's app during his campaign in 2016. However, son of a bitch, once you know it, 401 rolls around, market closes, and the CEO of Funk comes out and says there's no connection between PHUN and DWAC. So that's why we see the share price go from $9 to $7. But then, horrifically, we saw it go from 7 back up to 8 to 850 I don't think it hit 9 again, but, like, people were buying that dip, and I was wondering, like, is this uneducated people like people who didn't see the news that DWAC and fun aren't connected everyone always talks about buying the dip so I'm yeah like the dip. are you buying the dip like because people are selling off or are they buying it in speculation that it will like that trump's going to go back to fun again because it doesn't sound like it will right it sounds like fun is uh or dwac is is like because they already they, they test they test launched the the app already or at least the site so I think if Funware is not connected with the site, with the, the social media platform now, then they wouldn't be in the future. I don't think it's a very, I don't think that was it's the right big dip. stretch. Yeah, I think that was uh It's just the bounce, bouncing. mistake. Like, which is why. Repercussions from the, the Trump play. It's just, that's, it's, that's it's, it's, the, it's the off. buy the dip mentality. You see the stock go from $1.70, you know, $1.50 to $1.70 to $2.10, right? All the way up to $24. Uh, all the way down to 550, back to 10, and then it's at seven. Like you see that, and you know, if you resist the FOMO all day and you see like a juicy price at seven dollars, you're gonna buy the dip because that's the like, yeah, that's, true. that's the lifestyle we live in right now. Look at mm-hmm. SPY, look at the markets, right? We're just buying the dip. We had that literally did that with Intel, exactly, right? I did <laughs> saw it was down 11 percent. Like, what when is Intel ever down 11 hmm. percent? I did that Entry. with I did that with Snapchat, right? Supply yeah. chain yeah. issues, what, what is that kind of? bullshit? Uh, what, what, what does that mean? Right. Um, and but either these Apple lows uh, are going to screw everyone over or yeah. everyone else is going to adjust to it better than Snapchat did. And then Snapchat's going to get their shit together. But, I mean, Snapchat, you know, under $70 is a steal in my book. Uh, yeah. So to, the so the, the thing I really liked about really Intel happy. was their uh, it, Intel's recent earnings um, said that their revenue from uh, the chips that they make, the, the processors, uh, was down by like 2.8% or something like that. Two point something percent, whatever it was. And then the share price drops by 11%. It's like the market was like slapping it on the wrist and you're like, 
we need those really bad, like bad intel. <laughs> yeah, like, like I feel like they're almost like looking for a reason to to get out of intel. Uh, and I've mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of like bullish like sentiments and, and pieces for like why intel is one of like the cheapest or the best value like chip stocks to buy. But Intel's just it's not sexy, right? There, there's it's not there's sexy, no market sentiment. Like money, man, it's in demand. You can talk it's like the most in demand thing. Yeah, but like the market's not there. And if the market's not there, then why should I be there? Right? Like if if I you know, if we had company XYZ what do you mean the market's not there? Like Every other stock, like auto manufacturers, freaking Tesla, if like all of a sudden there were no chips left on the market, like they would get wrecked. Wrecked. And I actually, agree. I agree. But like, actually, funny you say that. Um, I just saw a commercial for the new Pixel 6. It has their own in house Google processor now. Yeah. Apple, so, Apple had to start making their own, uh, their own chips because. Yeah. They, bullish they, on Google. Like that, that's a good good move on Google. Yeah. I guess looks a little bit bad on Intel, but like Intel's still supplying like the vast majority of the computer market. Like I don't know, I'm pretty sure you probably have a Oh, Intel I, I do have I you do have an AMD. I no, I have an Intel. I do. Uh yeah, and same. like when I was a manager at Best Buy, I pushed Intel over AMD 100%. But do, do you know a little bit about the difference between the two of them? Cuz I have a question for you. No, I, I don't. I just know it sells and Nvidia okay. sells over Intel. Like, so I'm, I'm pulling up a chart. I'm looking right now. And we're looking at prices that we've seen the beginning of 2021, right? Uh, Q3 of mm-hmm. 2020, right? We're, but we're looking at prices that we've seen all the way back to 2018. Now, I'm going to go ahead and just look up NVIDIA. And then, oh my god, my my screen just blew up uh, based on <laughs> the, the organic and, and catastrophic growth that has has occurred in this company. It was uh, just a huge green just, candle. It broke the side of my, the top of it, my screen. Exactly what happened. Like the, <laughs> like I clicked the the load button and then the the candle just started going straight up and then it broke uh, over my screen and now it's all over my wall. Uh, but you know, back in 2018, right? We're talking about there's a hole in my ceiling numbers. and my wife's mad. Thanks. Yeah, my wife's, my wife's <laughs> furious because. I've got a fucking Intel chip instead of an NVIDIA chip, right? If I had a better... No, I've actually got both. Uh, <clears throat> NVIDIA's graphics processors, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I just wish I had a better NVIDIA chip so I could mine Bitcoin. But that's coming, hopefully. No, get, get a whole rig, man. Yeah, that's what I'm going to get. I'm, I'm going to get a whole new rig. Uh, liquidate the trading account. Buy, like, one or two. and uh, <laughs> I will liquidate... 0.4 Bitcoin a year. One to two call options for for my new desktop for sure uh i just want more monitors more screens so i can see more things but nvidia we're going back to 2018 right uh adjusted for the split we're looking at 50 to 60 dollar range and now Mm -hmm. they're trading at 230 right and they had a split on top of that so my question is why aren't they growing why isn't intel growing like nvidia i mean i can look at hp right like even hp's grown Right, not as much, but from twenty six to thirty six, down to thirty now. But like you know, it's it's at least moving. Whereas Intel's been trading in this range for almost three to four years now. So I understand, and especially when you're yeah, looking at like true. when you're looking at their, when you're looking at their P and E, right? They're incredibly undervalued. Yeah, but I don't care about the fundamentals if the market doesn't care, right? Yeah, there's no like I don't know. Yeah. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. Look at the chart. Call that. There's no like. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'd buy crazy volume, but there is crazy volume. I'd buy HP shares traded at you know nine dollars in 2016, and I'd sell at twenty five, twenty six dollars in 2018. That seems like a great trade for me. Uh, but until you know, but you know, yeah. we're talking about we'll a discount, and we're talking about movements with options, right? Not long term plays. No, you're not talking. Yeah, about like here. my my options are for like the middle of November. So like I I'm basically trading on the fact that I think there's going to be a small rebound on Monday based on the fact that it dropped 11% on Friday. Yeah. So like basically if the S&P 500 is green or like the Nasdaq is green, Intel's going to be green at least like a buck. Right. It it should it should go with the money flow. It should, it should come back in. Right. Yeah. Um, and then that that'll probably translate to like a 20-30% gain for me which is nice and i'm gonna sell out of the position i already have a sell order set so nice i like it yeah i went with snapchat uh if, if you're trading cards you guys you guys saw, saw that between tim and i tim went with intel i went with snapchat uh who, yeah. who's down 27 30 percent um now about 27 percent uh, on the day after earnings um and the report you know, talking did, did about. Did you enter the you, you entered the trade kind of the same time I did, right? Yeah, yeah, right afterwards because you were talking about Intel. What, what, what did you end at at the end of the day? Uh down. I ended down. Ooh, I I'm reason. up. Yeah, you're up. Yeah, I got in at fifty six on Snap, and it, it closed at fifty five. So, mm, it's mm. not about Friday night. I'm buying. Uh, I was buying for Monday morning. Uh, so we'll, we'll, yes. we'll, we'll yeah, see yeah. how we'll see how that goes. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. And. Obviously, like mitigating the risk, like it, it could keep going down, but like you dedicate a certain amount to options and like, you know, what you're getting into. I really am liking this option strategy I, I'm playing around with right now. Just yeah. exactly what you taught me, right? You and Patrick, uh, buying low, selling high, ro- rolling up to uh, a future expiry date. And yeah. like I went on Rinse, repeat. Thursday. Yeah, exactly. Right. I went on Thursday. Let's say I had four contracts out of five grand, right? Uh, by the time the market closed on Friday, I then had 14 spy contracts for the same five grand. Yeah. Right? You know, it's like really, really fun is buying calls and making money on the calls. And then you buy a further out call. And then like as it like creeps up to expiry date, if like it keeps going your direction, you like make more money on that call. And then like all of a sudden you can like start buying ones that are like one to two years out and sell into it that's so like very quickly you can sell like short calls against it so basically like uh for the s&p 500 let's see what spies at right now sorry i'll pull it up just so we can talk numbers so it makes sense quick so it's at 452 right now that's what it closed so let's say i buy a 453 call for friday make a couple hundred bucks because it actually ends next friday at 454 let's say okay I can then take the money that I've earned and buy another call that's like a dollar or two out, but I can buy more of them this time and then roll that into maybe a couple thousand dollars in a couple weeks. Like you understand how that can possibly work with options. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. After that, you get like a, a one or two year leap call that's in the money and you sell a like poor man's covered call against it. So all of a sudden it becomes a like income producing asset for you. Wait a second. I don't have to own a hundred shares. I can just buy a leap and then I can use that to write a covered call. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so much cheaper. That sounds so much cheaper, but okay. Whenever you're like, it, it, 
if your uh, like call that you're selling against it goes into the money, you have to basically use your uh, leap position yeah. to cover your obligation for that one. That makes sense. Unless unless you can like pay to close it, basically. Which you don't normally want to do. Which you don't normally want to do. Your goal is to make money. Yeah, you'd have to so, be very bull. You'd have to not want to get rid of. You'd have to want to hold on to those shares to yeah, to buy yourself yeah, yeah, out exactly. of that. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, like, no, you just pay for, like, the, uh, like, to close the short position. Right. So, like, you just close it at a, a, a loss, whatever it is, $100, $200, whatever. Um, but, like, what I like to do is basically just, like, pick something that, like, absolutely is impossible. Even if it's only, like, a $10 game, it's still better than zero. And you can do that Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Right. And if you have a couple of them, then you got, yeah, exactly. You have $10, you've got 20 or 30. It's, it's pretty interesting because like it, it all of a sudden becomes almost like its own business where it's like generating income basically off of your leap call, which I, I don't know. That's kind of the way I like to look at it. It's yeah, I um So as you and everyone in the discord and people listening to the podcast now, I've been very, very into Vinco Ventures, BBIG. Uh, they just pushed back their record date from the middle of October to the end of December. So I'm probably gonna sell my shares. Right, buy back when it's cheaper. However, why not? I was thinking, why not buy a leap call whenever it's cheap and keep selling shares into it as the price is still like well, I was, staying flat slash going down. I was gonna ask you and Patrick. We're gonna have an episode about this. Uh, using my lots of a hundred shares to write options to write calls to make money off the premium while I'm holding on to the shares waiting for the record date. Yeah. So maybe we can talk about that in a future episode. Yep. Yeah. That's uh that's a good one. Covered calls are fun. Covered calls are fun. Yeah, I can't wait to learn more about that uh quote unquote yeah. cheat code in the market. Seems interesting. It's, it's interesting if like you're neutral to bear or bullish on the stock. Which not only trading spy or well, I mean, I guess in this case we're talking about BBIG, which I'm, I'm Yeah. Which I am neutral so, to like, bullish on. Neutral yeah, so it, be good. it's kind of weird because the, the poor man's covered call is actually like a diagonal spread. So it means like you think there's going to be a dip in the short term, but it's going to go up in the long term. Yeah, that's exactly what I think is going to happen. Yeah, so that's... Is that a butterfly or an iron condor? What are these strange right. option terms? What is happening Diag- Diagonal market? spread. Just a diagonal, diagonal spread. spread. Yeah. Sounds like you, something that would lose us some demonetization topics. Mm, don't get me dirty. started on the diagonal spread. They're fun, though. They are fun. Well, we'll have to have a podcast if people wanted to uh, learn more about what diagonal spreads are. Come join the Discord or hit us up on Twitter. Tell us you want to hear more, and we'll do a podcast covering that. Covering covered calls. Boom. The title writes itself. All right. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about there? No, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, I, you know, went a thousand percent twice on Thursday and Friday, so I'm I'm that's pretty much all I've got in my mind. I wasn't really watching the news besides that. You're laughing. Ferocity is pushing all time highs. I'm just also laughing, I guess. What's happening with Bitcoin? Are we going? I mean, so the Bitcoin ETFs, that's off the roof, right? Those are, those are doing fantastic. Figs clearly looks like a in foresight and obvious uh, investment vehicle. And Hashtag we have like two customer. or more, uh, two or three more Bitcoin ETFs coming out, but they're for the features, not the spot. So we'll yeah, just have to play that by ear. It's interesting. And also there's the Mt. Gox payout coming out in around a month. 
All right. Preluding to Mount Gox for all of our viewers out there. Go research it yourself. But it was a very interesting, massive exchange uh, in Bitcoin back in uh, like 2015, 2014, somewhere in there that got hacked and hundreds of thousands of Bitcoin got stolen. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, current market price for a Bitcoin at the time was around $400. So like it sucked. But now there's a payout because they have recovered some slash not most of it um but there's going to be an equal payout to everyone basically so interesting instabillionaire slap the sell right right no you sell that or do you hold on for bitcoin to hit five hundred thousand? yeah who knows right it's it's a personal game but if you lived for the past eight years thinking that it was gone and all of a sudden you have the opportunity and it's back and it's yours tell me you wouldn't sell to become an instant millionaire I'll tell you what I'll do. I will start a space venture, right? And and I would use s- your Bitcoin portfolio as collateral. Use my Bitcoin portfolio as collateral, but then I would also spell. I would sell a cargo space in this uh, space vehicle, kind of like Astra, how they 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 do manned flights. They just ship uh, stuff yep. into space. Mm-hmm. I would do that. And you could put minerals, you could put your your Bitcoin wallet, like your, your cold storage wallet in there, All right? And then we would load up that uh, spaceship and we would shoot it out far enough away from gravity. And then it would just slingshot back and come back to the point where uh, there'd be enough difference between space and time where there'd be some kind of dilution, uh, i.e. futuristic time travel, kind of like an interstellar situation. So uh, you'll be dead. I see what you mean. But you when just it, shoot it on a really far trajectory exactly. away from Earth into an arc back into Earth. Yep. So when it comes back in, <sighs> in a couple hundred years, right? Time delay. Time oh delay. Oh my God. I think that's that a is brilliant. Amazing. I think it's a brilliant idea, right? That is a brilliant idea. And for oh my billionaires, gosh. right? If I you charge a million dollars per square foot, <laughs> I'm going to transfer you some money right now. I want to be an investor. That's you want to be an investor? Idea. Well, yeah. damn. I guess Finn, you're going to have to cut all this out. Just send it to Joe. Let's see <laughs> if we can get some actual. I think it's a great idea, right? And you just you just That's sell plots of storage. Yo, and like, let's you, let's say it's a giant scale. You literally just have to like strap a rocket to a shipping container and like. Have a bunch of cubbies in it. Exactly. And like fill this like half meter cube full of whatever you want to have in 50 years. We'll get it back to you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or 200 years, right? For your prosperity, right? Well, yeah. Here's seriously. a vial of your blood and here's your, your Bitcoin wallet, right? Like what if you come <sighs> back in like 100 years and, you know, if you're bull, if your thesis, if you're bullish on Bitcoin, you think Bitcoin's going to be worth $500,000, right? Then send a couple of Bitcoin up in space and, you know, put your DNA mm-hmm. on it. Uh, uh, sincerely, um, to my great 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 grandson, love uh, Jeff. No, love seems Jeff. Like Elon, seems, seems like an Elon thing. Love Elon. Love Elon. Here's sixty nine Bitcoin I've left in, in, in your name and four hundred and twenty Doge, which is probably worth millions by now. Oh God. So yeah, uh, uh, I don't yeah. think that's the worst idea ever. All right, thanks for joining us today on the Roots Report. Patrick, if you're listening, I hope you're having a great vacation. Uh, I hope you got out of that. He's lost in a cornfield. I hope you got out of that corn maze, buddy. Corn maze, that's it. It's a maze maze. Boom. These jokes write themselves. Thank you for listening to The Roots Report by Roots Research. 
Everything discussed in this podcast should be considered to be disinterested commentary between the hosts, and this is not financial advice as we are not financial advisors. Please be sure to share and follow us on Twitter and Spotify, and even join our Discord. Links are in the description below. This has been Roots Research, and stay rooted.